Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Uh, today's story is in memory of Altashena Bas Yaakov. May her soul have a great aliyah, and may her family be comforted by Hashem. Reb Hendel Lieberman, also sometimes known as Reb Hendel Futrefas, not to be confused with Reb Mendel Futrefas, was a famous Hasidic artist. And he was once diagnosed, unfortunately, Lo'olenu, which never happened to us, with advanced cancer of the stomach. This is a very, very serious condition. In fact, the doctor said, I'm not going to operate because the disease is so far wide, so far spread in your system that there is absolutely no way to save you. And there's no, there's no point in doing an operation because it's, it's impossible that it will be successful. So you have a few months to live. So Rebendel went to another doctor, and he went to another doctor, and he went to another doctor. And every single one said exactly the same thing, that your condition is so bad that it's impossible for an operation to be successful, and there's nothing that we can do about it. At that point, Rebendel went into Yechidus with the Rebbe, that is, private audience, to ask for the Rebbe's help and advice. The Rebbe assured him, don't worry, that you will be fine and you will be cured. Rebbe Hendel was very surprised. Rebbe, what you're telling me is something which is totally above nature. The doctor said there's not even a chance. And you were saying, I'll be fine. The Rebbe said, true. But Hasidus is also that way. Hasidus is something which is above nature. That is, Hasidus meaning the study of the spiritual part of Taita, the study of Hashem, really, as much as we can understand, the study of the Neshama, the Jewish soul, and how we connect to Hashem. But primarily, really, it's a study and understanding Hashem as much as is possible for a human being. It's really godliness in a form that a human mind can, can to some extent, understand. This is my comment over here. But the Rebbe said, it's true. Hasidus is the same. That is to say, it's above nature completely. And Hasidus has gone through worse challenges than your stomach. So find a doctor who's willing to operate. If Hendel got in touch with a doctor who had heard about how the Rebbe um, was connected with things that were higher than nature. And Reb Hendel explained to him that the doc, that the Rebbe wanted, he should find a doctor who would, was willing to operate. And therefore the doctor said, okay, I guess that's me because I am willing to operate because I know that the Rebbe is connected with miracles. Okay, so I'll do it. Sure enough, the operation was done. And it was very successful. Reb Hendel lived for another 19 years. Now this is an amazing story. But it's important to try to understand what is the story teaching us. Of course the story is teaching us, number one, that a rabbi can bring about miracles. And as we've said many times, 
it's Hashem's miracles, it's Hashem's blessings, but the Rebbe can help to channel it. However, it's interesting that the Rebbe told him to find a doctor who would operate because it's important usually that even if there's going to be a miracle, there should be some connection to nature. That the Rebbe didn't just say it will be cured and boom, it was cured. No, the Rebbe said it will be cured, but you have to do your part. You have to find a doctor willing to operate. And this is in general really what the giving of the Torah was about. The Jewish people received from Hashem godliness. The Torah is godliness. Hashem's will and Hashem's wisdom. But in order for us to make it part of our life, we have to sit down with a book at a table and turn the pages and learn the words and say the words out loud and understand what we're saying. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to access the godliness within Torah. And this is the same thing with the Geula. Of course, the Geula is a miracle. We can't bring the Geula, we cannot bring Mashiach according to nature. According to nature, life is going to go on the way it is, according to nature. That's nature. That's the way the world's always been, and that's how it's going to be, according to nature. It's a miracle to have Mashiach and Geula. But nevertheless, that's what the Torah says is going to happen. And that's what we have to help to happen. How do we help? By doing that which we can do according to nature. Learning Taita, doing mitzvahs, learning all the different parts of Taita, including Chassidus, learning about Mashiach and Geula, doing all sorts of goodness and kindness, whatever we can do, and even the parts of the day that we're not involved in a mitzvah in the regular sense, but to do it as as part of serving Hashem. For example, sleeping. It's not a mitzvah to sleep, per se, but by sleeping, we then wake up in the morning refreshed and able to serve Hashem. Now, in order to make the, the Geula come quicker, we know that the fastest way is to learn about Mashiach and Geula. And therefore, even though it is a nace for Mashiach to come and for the Gula to come, but in order to help this happen, to make a vessel for it to happen, we have to learn. So we've been re- learning recently about what the Titus says about Mashiach. And the Rambam mentioned a couple of examples. The one we learned mostly recently was the Nevuah, the prophecy of Bilam. And it's actually a pretty long prophecy in which he mentions in many different pasukim about David and Melech. He doesn't say the word David, but he hints to David and Melech. And he also prophesies about Mashiach. But then the Ram gives a completely different proof that the Torah is teaching us about Mashiach. And that is the Ari Miklat, the cities of refuge. These were cities which Hashem told Moshe to set up three of them on one side of the Yardane, three of them on the other side of the Yardane, and their purpose was for accidental murderers to have a place to go to in safety. If somebody was, let's say, chopping wood with an axe, and the axe uh, head fell, uh, flew off, and hit somebody and killed them, is that that person's fault? Of course, they didn't do it on purpose. 
they didn't mean to kill the person, and therefore they shouldn't be punished. But it's possible that the family members will be so angry that they will want to kill the person, take revenge. Therefore, the Torah instructs us to have cities of refuge, cities of safety for such accidental murderers where they can run and they can be safe. So three on one side of the Yardane, three on the other side of the Yardane. And the Torah says, and three more when a sham will broaden your borders. So the Rambam says, when is this that Hashem will broaden our borders? Obviously, that's when Mashiach is going to come. And it hasn't happened yet. The Torah does not give us mitzvahs for nothing. So far, it's never been possible to do this mitzvah. When can we do this mitzvah? When Mashiach comes and the borders of Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, are expanded. The Rambam says that this also is a proof that 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 Mashiach is a real thing and the Mashiach will really happen. As a matter of fact, it's an interestingly special proof because this proof is tied to actually a mitzvah. And as we know that mitzvahs are forever and mitzvahs are eternal, and therefore we know that this concept of Mashiach is something which is part of Torah, part of mitzvahs. Therefore, we know that it will happen. May it happen quickly, especially through our learning of Taita and mitzvahs, excuse me, of, of Taita, which has to do with Mashiach and Gula, as well as doing mitzvahs beautifully and increasing in that. And may the Gula come immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.